Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions, and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments and I hope they'll be useful for you. There are women who have everything, including including ovaries and fallopian tubes, but whose uterus never developed. It's got a very fancy name. There are three people who discovered it. It's called MMK. That's the the initials of their names. I can't even remember their names. Rokotansky syndrome. Maya, Rokotansky. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, (laughs) that's what Rebecca's, Rebecca Deans is a gynecologist who specializes in these abnormalities, particularly in the in children is when they're usually discovered when they don't get a period, although they develop normally in every other way. But it will, I'm sure, develop further. So that's uterine transplants, a thing of the future. Taking that to the extreme is maybe <laughs> we'll be able to have an artificial uterus using your eggs and build a box that supplies the placenta with all the nutrients in an artificial manner and grow a baby that way. I don't think so, but it, it may be an ultimate approach, which really takes me on to the next topic, which has been in the news just recently. We all, which is an artificial or producing sperm and eggs from base cells called stem cells. We all have some stem cells in our body. In fact, that's where we start. What happens is that under the influence of influences of various proteins and, and growth factors, cytokines, cells differentiate. They turn themselves into being an, a cell that has, doesn't know where it's going to something else, which will be a, maybe a brain cell, maybe a kidney cell, maybe a retinal cell, and all those differential differentiation processes occur when the embryo is probably no bigger than a five cent coin. All those processes are happening and it's, they're all coming from stem cells. Probably a decade ago, no, it's even longer ago than that, we all, the science world was a buzzing with stem cells will change everything. We'll be able to grow all the organs that we know from stem cells and we'll get, do away with transplants. It really hasn't materialized. It's probably been the biggest disappointment in science in this, in the biology, biological area over the last 15 to 20 years. There have been a few small breakthroughs in terms of heart muscle and skin and possibly rejuvenation of joints of the surfaces, the cartilage. Um, and it's those stem cells that it's thought that the plasma-rich protein, the PRP therapies that certainly in cartilage seems to seem to be of benefit in stirring up cells to grow the cartilage again. So going on down that line, recently 
there has been a mouse created from an egg fertilized by artificial sperm. So that the scientists have created the equivalent of a sperm, injected it into an egg, and a mouse has got pregnant, carried a pregnancy through to the end. And that heralds potentially a new era because, you know, when men can't produce sperm or the woman runs out of eggs, maybe this is a way forward. I'm not totally convinced that it's adaptable to the human yet, but obviously having now achieved it in mice and their chromosomal genetic makeup, it's not the same as ours, but it's still fairly complicated. And if it can be done there, potentially it can be achieved in the, in the human but it's something to look forward to so there are a few new leading edges of research in in the human reproductive area in what we call in vitro gamete, gametogenesis it's the terminology making gametes sperm and egg in in a petri dish we frowned at that when IVF came in the 1970s community society said this is a bad experiment many of them but now with something like, I think we're up to 9 million babies born worldwide through IVF treatment. In Australia, we're now up to over 300,000, uh, about the population of Hobart. Wouldn't be here if, we didn't, if it wasn't for ART. So we're making a significant contribution to population. And many countries have recognised that. And we, even our state government in New South Wales has recognised that and has provided an extra $2,000 subsidy on top of the Medicare rebate to encourage those people who can't afford or haven't been able to afford IVF to be able to participate in this way of being, bringing a baby into the world uh, through the IVF approach. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. 